the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF for the Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here, along with Brother Rufus. Pam Beck is with us this morning uh, on the phone, not in the studio, which, uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm... With a little bit of a horse <clears throat> you sound You sound great. Uh, I hope you're feeling better. Are you feeling better? I, am, I feel fine. It's just... It's- perpetual cough and, and uh-huh. thing that goes on and this time of year even though i've had my flu shots and my COVID boosters and i encourage everyone to do that um i feel like i weathered this a little bit better because i had those to help mm-hmm. through it yeah yeah i'll I take all the shots you want to give me distemper yeah if it'll help i'll take it sure absolutely yeah melissa and i took our uh, oldest grant grandchild to uh, memorial auditorium yesterday to listen to the the symphony and to watch on the screen some some uh, photos from the book uh, some drawings from the book uh, polar express that's what it was all about they played music uh christmas music music from the polar express and they had an opera singer a male opera singer read the book uh but he was actually he was singing he was singing the words in the book and it was just magnificent, and there were a million kids in there. So I wore a mask. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. that sounds so much yeah. fun! Oh, those! Oh, I hope those kids—they they sure did act like they were enjoying it. But uh, I, I just—it was such a wonderful thing that the symphony does. Yeah. Well, we're on, we're on taps for the uh, the Scrooge play by. Our, our one oh, friend, Ira David Carol. Wood. Yeah, that's a uh, classic. He said it would be probably his last one. He's he, been saying he that, said for that for years. He said that for 20 years. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm sure it's a lot of, I'm sure it's hard work. And then I get to go see it's the. It's got to be fun. Yeah. My, my niece, and uh, now th- this is an exception to the rule of the Chittenden Club, as you know, Mike. You can go to culture if it involves one of your, your kinfolks. You can go to culture things. Yes. And so I'm going to the Nutcracker where my dear sweet niece, Lucy, is going to be the sugar plum fairy. But you're not going to wear a tux, are you? No, I won't won't wear a tux. Now, you, you, if you, see, we have rules about the Chitlin Club, Pam. You you can't exhibit Mm. culturally foolishly. You you can't indulge too much in in just frivolous culture. You've got to have a good reason. I wouldn't know how to do that anyway. 
Rufus, would that exclude going to beautiful botanical gardens? And no, no, that, anything no. to do with nature is... Is it art is, museums? That's no. like going out to the woods or yeah, something. Yeah, anything that na- okay. involves right. nature is just fine. <laughs> but we, we just, uh, the, just Carr Scott formed the thing because he said there's got to be something around Raleigh for folks that don't engage in high culture. So he established the Wake County Chitlin Club. Got to get back to our roots. <laughs> and, yeah. and the deepest roots. The yeah. deepest roots. Dig into them chitlins. Yeah. Well, are, are, are you ready, Mike, for a... Cliff uh, Joyner? Cliff sure. Joyner? Yeah, we got Monica on the line, too. All right. Monica. This says, don't let the fear of losing be greater than the excitement of winning. Good, good outlook on life. Mm-hmm. Well, that was um, there were a lot of people that could have been told that yesterday with the State Carolina game. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and here's one very appropriate from this hundred year old man: You don't have to win every argument. Agree to disagree. Yeah. Oh, that was Bart Rittner's mantra. Yes. Agree to disagree. So, Miss Monica, how you doing? Good morning. Doing great. Hope you are. Yeah, doing fine. You don't have a cold too, do you? I've got a little bit of a something going on this morning. I think yeah. it's in and out of this changing weather. That's so right. A little bit congested, but not too bad. That's good. I think you all are just both uh, training for the opera. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I don't know about that. But. Well, so what's going on at the farmer's market this morning? Well, there are Christmas trees, Christmas trees, and more Christmas trees. They're still rolling in here. Every time I turn around, I see another load coming, and... I'm fresh cut from the North Carolina mountains. Doesn't get any fresher than that. If you can't can't make it up to the mountains yourself, um, here's the the best <clears throat> best thing is to come on out to the market and um, choose that perfect Christmas tree. We literally have hundreds to choose from. Um, we've got several different tree vendors here on the market, and they're from the little table toppers up to the gosh, I, there's probably some twelve foot, fifteen footers down there. Mm. Um, some pretty tall ones, and if there's something a size you might not see, um, some of those folks, as they're making their trips back and forth to the mountains, would probably be able to cut you down exactly what you need and bring it back if you need something even larger. Um, so things are getting more, a little more back to normal for the Christmas tree industry and the size of the trees. Yeah, a little bit. Um, We've gone through a very strange few years with Christmas trees, um, but they're getting a little bit back to normal. There's still a little bit of a shortage on Christmas trees, though, um, but they're saying in the next two, three years that should be leveling back out. Mm -hmm. Um, Just there are certain sizes that they're still very short on. I know um, one one of the growers was telling me that they were very short on eight-footers this year, Um, so... Certain sizes, just depending on the years that the the plantings were were missed, or um, they sort of got messed up with their plantings through those difficult years. That that's the years they don't have, or the size they don't have um, as many of right now. But I tell you, there's there's got to be one down there to um to meet everybody's <coughs> requirements because we have so many trees right now just set up everywhere. I always say we turn into a big forest down there. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty certain we're the largest tree lot in the area. We've got to be. Um, yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Um, so you, there's no more pumpkins there? No more pumpkins. <laughs> well, you know, there are a few still up in the um, farmer's shed. With oh, okay. Produce. Some of them still have some pie pumpkins. So if you're looking to make mm-hmm. that pumpkin pie, you can still still find a pumpkin to do that with. 
Um, and, you know, in addition to the Christmas trees, we have wreaths, all kinds of wreaths, again, all different sizes. You can have them custom-made, or there are several that are already made, and you can get just the regular Fraser wreaths or some with different greenery like magnolia, cedar, holly berries, and just so much more. Um, we do have garland um, that you can find. You can buy that um, by the bundle. There are some that are selling it where you actually measure it out and can get exactly the length that you need. And poinsettias. We're so excited to have um, Phil. Yeah, she was just on with us uh, telling us about that. Yes. Um, her brother is growing poinsettias at, at Mitchell Nursery, and so they are here with um, their poinsettias. And so we're so excited to see them, and they're located sort of in the middle of the produce area. So stop by and um, grab those poinsettias and everything else you need to get your Christmas um, decorating done. There's a beautiful selection of bows and... Um, I would say almost almost everything you need. There may be something you have to stop by. I don't think we have lots. I guess you would have to get those somewhere else. But everything else, we should have it right here. Make it an adventure, especially if you have children. Oh, yes. It's uh, so much fun. It is fun. Now, when Melissa grew up on a big dairy farm, her dad would, would take the girls down to, to cut down a cedar tree. A cedar tree was their, their Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. And they'd find one on the farm, and he'd haul it back and... They'd put it up and decorate it. Yeah. So, yeah, make it an adventure. That's right. And I tell you, you, you don't even have to bring your um, – if you need a new tree stand, you don't have to stop and buy one anywhere. We do have tree stands available down there with the growers, and mm-hmm. they will give it a fresh cut, and um, they'll help get it in the stand for you. They net it. They help get it on your car in your vehicle. Um, I've seen some trees leave out of here on some – very interesting ways before i'll put it that way uh, very just vehicles. yeah dragging them down the road all kinds of ways yes, i've seen it all i believe um they have to get creative sometimes um that folks are determined to get that tree home and there are some of our vendors that offer delivery so if um you don't have a way to get it home they can help you do that too. that is a great service yes and if you've never come during christmas time you've got to to make a trip out even if you don't always, you know, maybe buy the trees every year or something. You still got to come out and just walk around and see all the great things and see how festive it is and just smell that smell because it smells so good down there this time of year. Mm-hmm. Christmas trees, there's nothing like it. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. And you have uh, still have some vegetables. Uh, I, I know you have tur- some really good turnip salad and mustard greens out there in collards. Because I've had some recently. We do. We still have some. Of course, a lot went out of here for Thanksgiving, but um, there's still a lot coming in. Um, we have the, in, in addition to the um, turrets, we have rutabagas, and we have beets and um, kale, spinach, all the all the. Oh, things. kale! Does anybody at the pan on the panel like rutabagas? I've only met one person who liked rutabagas. Uh, Johnny Hood liked yeah. them. <clears throat> Pam, you like rutabagas? Oh no. <laughs> I'm not, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I was turned off. We had stuff like, we had turnips and rutabagas and stuff yeah. in elementary school in Nashville. And I, I think that yeah. uh, shut me down the rest of my life for, for those and, and delicacies. I, 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 still, I still have a problem with pickle beets. Now, my husband loves them. Well, my, my wife does, too. She loves beets. Yeah, I love beets. Yeah. Mm-mm. So... Do you like rutabagas, my Monica? No. <laughs> you don't. Gracious. What do you say to the person selling rutabagas out there then? 
They're Good luck. <laughs> I know, right? But there are a lot of people that like. I know there are. There are. It's uh, not just Johnny. A lot of people that actually look for them, so um, and they sell them. Mm-hmm. They they have them going out of here, and um, it's really neat to walk around and see all the different um, cool season crops that come in. I think sometimes people don't realize all the things that do grow this time of year. And um, mm-hmm. radish. I saw some beautiful radish down there, and. Turnips and there's the watermelon radish that's really neat. Um, they're almost like a have a little bit of a tinge of a lime green and then like a really pretty pink color. Oh. To them. And they're well, they're white and then they sort of have that color. I don't know how you would say it. Sort of mingled in there. And um, those are really neat. There's something that I think's becoming popular um, that folks are looking for. So you just never know what you're going to find. I saw Swiss chard. Um, we have that coming in now as well. And, of course, lots of apples. Um, those North Carolina mountain apples, there's nothing better. And all different flavors and varieties of those apples. There's apple cider. And we can we have those winter berries, the strawberries that are coming in from the Wilmington area. Mm-hmm. Um, that are tunnel-grown. They are tunnel-grown. And they smell so good when you walk by. And I tell you, the taste mm-hmm. is really good if you've never tried them. All right, uh, before we move up to the market shops, why don't we take a break and be back with more on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. It's 919. You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country. The WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. And Lord, we don't know how it's still on the air. <laughs> Longest running, yes, we, as far as we know. Well, I, I hope we can all keep running. I do, too. I, I do, too. we got some of the best listeners. I, I know, uh, we do. I ran across some people this weekend down there and said, well, I listened to you and Mike Raley on uh, Weekend Gardener. And that was in uh, Moore County, North Carolina. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we, we've got a bunch of listeners down there. Monica, you hear from people who uh, hear you on the radio? I do, actually. Good. Um, I was just talking about the other day that um, we have a listener, and you guys are probably aware of them because I think they sometimes come to the remotes, but they're from Virginia. And um, if you're listening out there... Yeah, Clarksville. Clarksville, I Virginia. Think so, and they'll... They'll either call every once in a while or they'll send me a message through Facebook. I think they may even email me sometimes and ask me if there's certain things available. And they're like, we heard you on the radio, but I wanted to try to figure out the best time for us to go down. Oh, that's so nice. And so we're trying to make sure they're going to have such and such on Thursday or something like that. Yeah, It's a family. It really is. Yeah. We're all a big family. Pam, Pam, do you get, uh, do you have signed autographs? <laughs> Well, not autographs per se, but um, it's it's nice when people come up and say, "Oh, are you that Pam Beck?" Mm-hmm. So it, it it really makes me happy to be able to say, "I hope so." Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. But <clears throat> let me tell you, the farmers market. I think our our North Carolina State Farmers Market in Raleigh is one of the best in this country. Oh, my goodness, yes. Monica, I have been all over, and I like to visit farmer's markets, but what you have done out there is, my hat is off to you. It is such a beautiful, well-run, clean, the vendors are friendly, and the, the merchandise, you can't ask for nicer 
materials than what you have. It's wonderful all the way around. It really is. It's a, it's a destination. It is, and we know that that makes us feel so good when we hear those things. And you know, we get people to come here and tour the market a lot from all over the world, really. And we mm-hmm. always we always hear the same thing that you just said, Pam. Um, that they don't see a market mm-hmm. like ours really anywhere else, and they're they're no. jealous, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, all of our listeners and all the North Carolinians um, need to, you know, realize that we have such a true treasure right here um, in Raleigh, mm-hmm. and um, everybody come out and support all of our farmers that work so hard to get all the food and products here on a on a daily basis. It's a wonderful thing. We got about four minutes before we go to the news. Uh, run through the market shops and uh, the restaurants. So, of course, our State Farmers Market restaurants has those good homemade biscuits going over there, and um, they have breakfast and lunch. Our seafood restaurants open every day as well with the Calabash-style seafood. Our Market Grill, you can stop by there and grab that Rufus style. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yes, and of course, in the market shops, um, you can find all the wonderful things, jams, jellies. There's some sugar-free ones. Um, uh, Linda found that, Monica. She yeah. found it. We know that Joyce's has some, and a couple others may as well. And we have a few guest vendors in there with some crafts today. Um, there's wreaths, centerpieces, soaps, lotions, and so much more. Um, you can find other Christmas decorations throughout the market shops, birdhouses, so many great gift ideas. And today is Small Business Saturday, so no better time to come out and support all these small businesses and shop local. No kidding. It really is. And the Farmer's Market Restaurant and the Seafood Restaurant uh, open today and... Lots of great food there. They are seven days a week. Um, great time to come out and shop and um, enjoy a meal, then go over and pick out that perfect Christmas tree. And our tree vendors are actually being here until 8 p.m., and that's every night. Wow. Yep. So if you're coming out to see the lights over at Dick's Park, you can just circle on around and grab your tree all on the same trip. All You can get, you make some good Christmas gift uh, ideas from just walking through the, the market shops or uh, also going to market imports. Definitely. Um, in the market shops, you can get fruit baskets, um, all kinds of gift baskets. If they don't have them already made, you can have one custom made just like you want it. And, of course, at market um, imports, there's all kinds of indoor and outdoor furnishings for your home. Um, over in the market shops, there's also a vendor that has hammocks, rugs, the outdoor furniture and all that that make wonderful gifts as well. Hmm. Rugs, huh? Yes, they have some like patio rugs and. What are they made of? You know. Um, I'm not exactly sure of the material that those are made of. Um, but then they also have some I was looking at that are made of lobster rope, and there are rugs, um, and baskets and things that are actually made out of colored lobster rope that were really neat. I was looking at those just yesterday. So is that something you can put outside? Mm-hmm. Yes. How about it's that? Very durable and um, great for like a beach house or something too, because the sand falls through them and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of neat things, and they have a lot of bird feeders and um, bird, just little different bird. I know we've talked about the squirrel deterrent. They have some of those different um, little gadgets and and feed there that help with that. Is something else that they like to feature there, where the little hammock shop is in our market shop. Yeah. Uh, before you before you go, I, I assume that all the butter beans and peas are gone. I do not believe I've seen any this week. I think they may have been topped off. Um, yeah. I think we may be through with those for the season. Now, you can find some frozen ones um, that are up in the market shops mm-hmm. or at the Hunter Pork Center. There you go. Yep. And the Hunter Pork, you can get a lot of uh, a lot of porks, uh, 
You can buy chitlins there. You can buy fat back and, and all the other delicacies. They've got it. Miss Mont, yeah, go go ahead. we got about 20 seconds. Okay, in front of the Hunter, be sure to check out the craft shed. That's where the kettle corn is, homemade baskets, yeah. stonework, and all that good stuff. All right, Miss Monica, you have a wonderful day. You do. Come see us. We're here seven days a week. All righty. That's Monica Wood out at the State Farmer's Market. Coming up, we'll talk to Billy in Johnston County and Stephen Garner on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. 9.34, WPTF time. Mike Rayley here along with Rufus Edmonston and Miss Pam Beck. So nice to, to join us on this um, Thanksgiving weekend. Billy is in Johnston County. Hey, Billy. Hey, Billy. Oh, no, we lost Billy. Billy, call back. Steve is in Garner. Hey, Steve. There we go. Got you now. Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. All right, well, we lost both of them. How did that uh, – is Steve – check and see if Steve is still there. I don't know what happened to Billy. All right, we said we have – all right, Steve, good morning, buddy. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got, uh, I got away from the phone. No problem. Hi, what's going on this morning? Oh, yep. I just, you guys were talking about farmers markets, and I, 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 I had to put my two cents worth in. The one in Asheville is really nice too. Uh, yeah, they have uh, a really nice uh, commercial area and a farmers area, and it's it's a uh, it's a uh, it's got a really nice garden center. I like the. Like uh, the one you're at your place, so um, I mean it's it's nice. The one in Greensboro is nice, also. Yeah. But the one in Greensboro, I don't know. The farmers area on it is not as as uh, robust huh. as the one in Raleigh. Yeah. Well, we're closer closer to the east, I guess, and I guess the you know there's more more grown down east. Yeah. Than uh, there would be in in that area and but to the west two, those two are worth going to. oh they're great yeah been to them many times and i haven't been to the one in Asheville, but it was but it was managed for many many years up until recently by a, a guy i can't think of uh think of his name but he was uh one kind of a monica monica's equivalent at the farmer's market before monica got there yeah, uh, it might be neat to get uh the same kind of input from them that you get from monica on uh you know to, to know what activities are going on in their area yeah well we might do that sometime i there there was uh some thoughts at years ago it's been kind of here and there up and down about uh putting this show on a network but uh and that would certainly give us access to that and and well, I mean, as we go across idea of what to do if they're headed up yeah. towards Asheville. Yeah, I wish I had uh, had called when uh, this gentleman was was the manager. He was a great guy. I'll think of his name at some point. But yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, I mean, it's just a thought. I, yeah, it's one of those things that uh, that if uh, I think one of the reasons why the Raleigh one is so busy is because of you guys. 
uh, and the advertisement and the and the promotion that that comes across on WPTF. Well, what a nice thing to say. I don't know if we have anything to do with it or not, but it's oh, it's I a think great you one. Have a very strong uh, influence. Uh, there's a lot of people that come out there that say they hear you on the radio. No, how about that. And they talk. And they hear about the, the activities and stuff going on at the farmers market. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I think promoting the other farmers markets might be a good thing to think about. Well, I'm, I'm sure that the commissioner of agriculture, Steve Troxer, would like that. Yeah, <laughs> he would certainly like that. Oh, other than that, we're going to try to get some plants in the ground today. That sounds like a great idea. A nice sunny day. It's while the ground's wet and before it rains again tomorrow, so... What are you going to plant? I've got uh, a native azalea and uh, two, uh, three potted plants. Two of them are... Oh, don't catch me, lion. I, yeah, yeah. I know i got a native azalea I need to get in the ground, that's for sure. Yeah. Pam, do you have uh, do you have a lot of uh, it's got to go in the ground. Yeah. Um, there's a uh, uh, what's that? Uh, the pom poms. Um, Viburnum or a hydrangea? Hydrangea. Yeah. I got two hydrangeas that mm-hmm. need to go in the ground. Yeah. So yeah, I got some stuff I need to get done now that I've got my strength back. That's great. I'm glad well, to hear it, Steve. Stronger every day. Yeah, Wonderful. You're, you're looking better every day, Steve, when we <laughs> yeah, see you. That's right. I like seeing you guys. Like well, we'll see you next week at, at Phil Campbell's. Huh? We'll see you next week at Phil Campbell's. Oh, next, really? Next Saturday. Okay. And then uh, the Saturday after that, uh, we'll be at the Farmer's Market. Oh. So the 3rd and the 10th, write it down. Monica live and in color. Then. That's right. <laughs> she will be there. All right. Thank you, Steve. All righty. Hey, uh, Pam, do you have a lot of native azaleas on your property? Yes, I do, and I absolutely love them. Um, they are often referred to as as deciduous rhododendron because that's what they really are, but we call them native azaleas. They're all in the same family. And um, they are just such a delight. Uh, some of them are 12 feet tall. Um, they, grow, they bloom in brighter colors than, than many of our shrub evergreen azaleas do. You're going to get intense oranges and reds and pinks and yellows out of the natives. So do look for those. They're great plants. And they, they quite often have a fragrance, don't they? Yes. And I've, I've got one outside our bedroom window, and if it's a, uh, a warmish spring evening, you know, when it's in flower and I can open and crack that window, it's, it's a real treat to the nose. I'll bet so. Hey, Billy in Johnston County is back with us. Billy, good morning. Good. Good morning. i got five bars now, so maybe I can talk to you. All right, good. <laughs> How can we help you, uh, Billy? Two questions for you. One, about six weeks ago, we planted... 18 gardenias we just moved to johnson county about a year ago so we planted 18 gardenias and there were some yellow leaves on the down inside which i really wasn't that worried about because i figured transplanted but i'm noticing some brown on some of the tips now 
Do I need to be worried? That can either be dry or wet, too dry or too wet, or uh, what else, for Pam? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, the yellow leaves, that sometimes is transplant shock, and that right. happens, and uh, it can be indicative of too much water, but it has okay. been so dry. When you planted these, did you notice that the ground was would powder when you dug your hole? It was pretty dry when I dug it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What I would suggest is, is you know, when you when it's this dry, uh, be sure to put some water in the hole. Um, you know, go ahead, dig the hole, set the plant in, put water in, let that soak through, then put the soil back in, and then wa- you know, water it again. But um, go out there and stick a thing. Fin- well, it's hard to tell now because we got rain yesterday. Right. But um, more than likely, as long as they aren't sitting in water and it's not draining. Now, do you have that good Johnson County sand? Yes, I do. Which really shocked yeah. me. I moved okay. from Lake County. You, I um, couldn't believe how we had sand out here. What, Billy, that's uh, yeah. you know, thousands of millions of years ago. That's where the beach was. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the beach. That's yeah. the old bit. <clears throat> and um, now, did you amend that sand with anything? Did you add anything to it? I did not. Only what was around the, the root ball out of the pot. Lovely. Perfect, perfect. I love you already. You are a oh, good okay. gardener. That was yeah. Um, just whatever comes out of that hole goes right back into that hole, and that way the okay. plant can acclimate to the conditions. And okay. um, you've got a low soil pH probably. Azalea should love that. Did you mulch them very heavily? Did I what? I'm sorry. Mulch. Put mulch, uh, pine bark, or hardwood, or put mulch around them last week because I'd been trying to keep them watered, but now with the the temperature getting colder, I figured I needed some mulch around them to help keep them a little warm. Yes, that's perfect. That's perfect. That's going to help them a lot. Now the thing is with the dried ends, um, that's not going to regenerate. That will always be brown until that leaf falls off. And okay. if you are really, really prissy about your plants, you could go out there and snip that off. But you don't have to. Just leave it alone. It'll be all okay. right. It won't be the prettiest gardenia for a while. But it sounds like you're doing everything to give it a good start. The okay. main thing is, is through the winter, the first year, try to make sure that they get uh, water at least once a week. Now, this okay. weekend, we've got rain bookending today, so you're, you're off the hook. But um, you do want to try to make sure that first uh, year that they're planted that you're really going to water them. So once once a week. It is dry. All right. Billy, you must have a very special love of of, uh, gardenias. gardenias. Well, I like gardenias, and we actually put them around the property line, so that's that's why we did that. Um, We got them spaced like 15, 20 feet apart. Wow. Um, one other thing wow. in the backyard, the only, and I didn't notice this obviously till the spring, but <clears throat> the only reason we had anything green in the backyard was because we had a lot of poison ivy. Um, any way oh. to get rid of that without having to use, I don't really like roundup and that kind of stuff, but any way to get rid of it. Oh. And I am allergic to it, so I can't really dig it up. Yeah, me too. Me too, because if I get into it, um, I have to go get cortisone shots. So I, I feel your pain, buddy. Um, yeah. The main thing is, is if you can't get it yourself and you don't have a friend 
you know, who would be willing to go out there and um, dig and turn a, a plastic bag inside out and, and take it out and get rid of it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be worth having, you know, um, something you can put down on it uh, if it's if it's just a large area and you're not going to grass it, if you're going to naturalize it. You can mm-hmm. try covering it with something like cardboard um, and then put mulch on top of it. And then if mm-hmm. you see, you know, something peeking out here or there, you can zap it with, with a, a Roundup or something. I know you don't want to use it. I don't want to use it either. But poison ivy, if you're allergic, it's it's a bad thing to have crop yeah. up and you accidentally get into it. Yeah. Um, okay. There, there's not a lot that you can do other than just either smother it or or kill it with a with a herbicide. Yep. Well, Billy, I I have tried the smothering, and it it it's hard to work it. Yeah. Uh, you just have to buck down and say that at one time I'm I'm going to put me some poison on there, and that that's the only thing I know that'll really take care of it. Well, I know the best way to get it, obviously, is to pull it up. Pull it, just pull up the roots. But yeah. I, I would be just yeah. broke it all out. If yeah, I did that's that, so. that's a rough way. Maybe you could hire somebody to do that for you. Somebody <laughs> who is yeah. not allergic. <laughs> <laughs> that may be what I have to do because I I just don't I don't care for it. But I will say I had a nice green backyard, but I don't really like it being green because of that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, but- but if you can't enjoy it, and if your pets go out there and run around in it, and they have the oil on their fur, yeah. you catch it that way. Yep. You know? Yep. So, okay. Well, I appreciate it, and I'll, I'll hold out hope that the gardenias are going to be okay, and I'll be sure to get them watered at least once a week if it, if it doesn't rain. Well, call us next summer and uh, yeah. tell us how good it smells. All right. Your I yard. It. All you. right. Thank you, Billy. Bye. Thank uh, you. Each season brings a, a different challenge for health and safety of you and your car. At King's Auto Service uh, wants you to use a little common sense and be proactive with the maintenance of your car. Get it, get it, uh, ha- make make it happy before it breaks down. Uh, you know, a little pre uh, proactive maintenance uh, will will certainly help out, and your car won't break down that way. Uh, it's a good time to get the belts and hoses, fluid levels checked, along with uh, the antifreeze protection, uh, tread depth on your tires. Just make sure that the, the tires uh, have enough air in them or at the right level. That's important, too. And, you know, it, it cooled off pretty quickly uh, over the last couple of weeks, for instance, and, and uh, your tires may be a little low on air. So tread depth. And checking the air is great for the tires and will we'll help with the handling of the, the vehicle. Uh, King's Auto Service can help you with preparation of all kinds, too. Um, anything with the engine, transmission, anything with a the car, they can handle. And, I, you know, it's been kind of stressful for people thinking about the theft of catalytic converters going on. And it's happening all over the country. And they cost uh, three thousand dollars, something like that, to to replace. So you want to be careful. The Toyotas, uh, Toyota Priuses are especially vulnerable, because of that. And and King's Auto Service can help prevent this with the installation of a cat shield. And uh, it 
costs considerably less than the catalytic converter would, but it protects it from theft. So give them a call. Let them help you out with that, any number of things. And if you have a Prius, they can help you or any other type of hybrid vehicle. They can help you with those battery packs, which can go a long way, but the average life may be 150,000 miles or so. Call Kings today to schedule a courtesy battery analysis, Kings Auto Service, and Kings Correct Lube. Yeah, they, they can change your oil really quickly, too. Easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. Great people. Really smart people. King's Auto Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up here on WPTF. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. We're back on WPTF for the Weekend Gardener at 9.54. Big John Ruth, the, uh, the mega king of beach music, is with us. Hey, John. Hey, good morning. Weekend Garden of Green Thumbs. How you doing? And I will. I, I want since I've got you on here, I wanted to say something about Eddie Wise, uh, Charlie Brown, Eddie White. passed yes, passed sir. away. He was my my hero when I was, uh, you know, in the '60s when I was a kid, listening to yes, him sir. on on the old kicks, yep. and uh, along with Tommy Walker and and, the and all of those guys. Yeah, and that those are the ones that inspired, really inspired me, along with listening to the, the stations up north, uh, WABC, for instance. That's oh, yeah. what inspired me to get into broadcasting. And yeah. he passed away a few weeks ago. And, and what a loss to all of us with those memories and to the beach music community. Yeah, I tell you, he, uh, yeah, Eddie Weiss was his real name, of course. A lot of people didn't know that. But Charlie Brown, was, everybody knew Charlie Brown on the big 85 WKIX. And, of course, later he uh, created a um, – Show it was it was a syndicated show if you will and it it, it was in several markets radio markets and uh, and I understand yeah. that that the I don't know if all of the stations are going to continue to play that but he wow. I mean, he has so many that are archived that I, I think that you know they can keep going on forever with that yeah I I, I don't know in respect to his, his lovely wife Susie I you know, I don't know if they'll continue to do that or not I'm mean, just talk about it uh, yeah. I mean, let the legend continue if people want to hear it. But uh, you know, it's, I don't. Know, I guess it's respect they they were talking about. But sure. you know, he's yeah. done he's done his thing and he did it well. So uh, well, we're still seeing uh, Bob Hope movies and Frank Sinatra <laughs> concerts. You yeah. know, you can't let talent go away um, well, just because I mean, a person has bonanza. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just not- think of all the reruns of things. Well, think of the reruns of Casey Kasem. I mean, Casey Kasem, yeah, yeah. Casey Kasem <laughs> is is uh, running r- right now on um, the newer kicks. Yeah, one hundred two point nine. Yeah, yeah absolutely. so you know, and it's still good. But, yeah, you know. so I hope uh, Eddie Eddie should live forever through his shows. Yeah, he, uh, I hope that will happen. 
certainly remembered back in the old Piggy Park days. I'm dating myself. I was older than me, of course, wink, wink. But uh, uh, Tommy Walker, Charlie Brown, Rick, Rigdon Dees, better known. Rick Dees. Yeah. yeah. Greensboro boy. Yeah. I mean, right. yeah. Tommy Walker actually worked here. He was program director here back in the yeah. 80s. He's in Wilmington uh, now, doing pretty well. I yeah. What a what a wonderful guy he is. Yeah, so gosh, he's saying, How you doing? I'm fine. I'm doing uh, I'm doing real well, John. Yeah. yeah. You Rufus over here yawning this morning. He doesn't usually yeah, yawn. Right. You must have had a rough night, Rufus. I, I stayed up Tossed too late. and turn. Tossed stayed and up turn. too late. Yeah. He tells everybody, Mike, he tells everybody on Friday night, I got to behave myself for school day. Before. That's right. It's school day the next day. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the way, Big John, I mentioned to you on the phone a while ago, but you have fans in in Pinehurst. Yeah. And so. and uh, <laughs> again, tell tell our listeners what your station is and what the call number is. And they're an well, N- they're an NCNN affiliate, I believe. We own yeah, that. They are. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's 105.5 WFJA. It's in the Sand Hills. Uh, right. In this big city of Tramway, North Carolina. That's right a fine place. Mike Mike Wheelis worked there one time, I believe. He did. And uh, Big Bloomers is down there in Tramway. That's some some great businesses too. Yeah, so. some, some big bloomers down there. You said what you say? That's uh, that's where the the nursery Big Bloomers is. Oh, 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 oh. not not what your mama wore. <laughs> no, not what your mama. Wore. And Leave the roof. What barbecue, Pam? Doug. Oh, oh Doug's barbecue. barbecue. Are they one of your sponsors, Big John? Dubs. Doug's. Doug's. Dubs. No, I know. I know that. Dubs. S T U B B S. Dubs. That's here. They're out of town. Oh, Chapel Suggs. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Right. I'll be there. Dubs. Yeah. <laughs> Doug Suggs. I knew Doug Suggs. Oh, from really? Fayetteville. Yeah. Doug and Tommy. They were uh, lifeguards with me up at Chestnut Ridge. But that's uh, <laughs> that's fifty years ago. Yeah, uh, but back on the listeners, I got you know I'm really proud to say I've got listeners. In Randolph County, a lot of core audience in Asheboro now. Uh, Southern Pines, Pinehurst, uh, well, around the well, Florida, in Ormond Beach, you have a big group listening to me every Sunday. Oh, and wow. then got a group That's in Island, South Carolina. Yeah. Life is good. I've been doing this as long as you No, not quite as long yet. I've had a radio show 41 years. Oh, my gosh. On, on the weekends, of course, but you know. And then the yeah. Beach Music Hall of Fame. Yeah, South Carolina Hall of Fame. Too. Oh, Hall of Fame too. There you so, go, uh, buddy. We got to go. The clock's <laughs> ticking, buddy. Hey, hey, happy holidays. Happy holidays, right, Big John. Big John Ruth. You got to take care. All right. So.